All right. Welcome to the Chronicles of Davidson Hang, Chapter 10, Imposter Syndrome. So I wanted to discuss with you a topic that I found interesting. Um, so yesterday I met with a few folks that Zach Malho, who, who's into, so we're creating a men's group uh, called MTC Meditation Therapy and Coaching. So it should be interesting next week on Thursday. It's going to be our, our first one. So I'm super excited about that. And um, yes, yeah, so I wanted to have a discussion where we I talked about imposter syndrome today. And I think it's an interesting topic. I think we all struggle with it at some point. I think everybody does, honestly. So I read a ton of billionaire biographies. Um, and a lot of them have the same. It's it's interesting, right? Because you have like billion, like people like Paul Allen, who is Microsoft's co-founder, you know, the founder of the company that I work at. And a lot of these, a lot of people, especially very ambitious people, have a have some insecurities i think that's why people like us work very hard i think everyone has imposter syndrome um if you if you look at famous people or comedians they're the most insecure people and that's why you know when you're a comedian you laugh and and you try to make others laugh because you, you you want people to be happy. But sometimes there's a sense of unhappiness within your own life. And I think the most vulnerable comedians are, are always the best, right? You look at like Kevin Hart or anyone like that. And you, you find it funny because they are hilarious. So the reason, the reason why I want to discuss imposter syndrome is because a lot of there's been a lot of moments in my life where I felt like I didn't belong um and it's interesting because looking back reflecting upon it now after therapy and and you know coaching and self a ton out hundreds of hours of self-development conversations and work I realized that it's just my own narrative and that's certainly not the case right even within my fraternity or in, in high school when I was a part of a lot of different groups I felt like I didn't belong but that that wasn't necessarily true they invited me like from hanging out with Asians like I was like oh I felt you know I I felt like I was not Asian enough because I've never been to Asia or when I went to an all Chinese school I I was the one of two Vietnamese students so felt like an imposter there but you know I, I think I'm uh, I'm I made it bigger than it really was so just interesting to think about and reflect upon where in your life you felt like you didn't belong but in reality you did it was just your own narrative but I think in a way it's it's made me who I am I think that's why I host so many networking events and I host a lot of get-togethers because I I've often found myself like Oh, wanting to have more like connections and, and, and it's, it's an interesting dynamic because I do love like meeting new people. Like I clearly, I get a lot of energy from that. Anyone who knows me 
but sometimes, you know, the reason why I do a podcast where, you know, I spend an hour with someone is to learn more about them, right? And, and to share, because I think people are innately curious. I think that's why Lewis Howes and Tim Ferriss has millions and millions of listeners, because people do want to learn about people and the human connection of it all. But going back to imposter syndrome, I would say they're like the three biggest crucial moments other than the ones I shared with you already. I remember when I was working at AlphaServe Technologies, I was working with a lot of financial services and I know nothing about financial services, like literally like nothing at all. But I was meeting with hedge fund managers, private equity, VCs, which stands for venture venture capital and bankers and such. And I just felt like, so out of place but I think it was in my own head because I would go like every day right so you know when you spend like a year or whatever or that much time like going to all these networking events like dude like I'm I'm pretty sure most people don't spend that much time with their with their communities you know because a lot of people have families and stuff like that but uh, I was going to like I think I went to like a thousand, I've been to a thousand networking events or seminars. Like it was insane. Like I was obsessed, but looking back at it, I think it was a way of kind of like, I mean, I learned a lot from it. Don't get me wrong, but I think in a way it was to deal with my like imposter syndrome. Um, So interesting topic. So I gave a, a talk at LinkedIn to one of the teams, to the team, um, the SDR teams, so one of the sales team about imposter syndrome and, and gave them instances and examples of how it pops up with all of us and tools to, to how to deal with it. And so it's been an interesting journey. This, the second pivotal moment is I remember I moved to Connecticut and it was like it's the suburbs, right? So it wasn't close enough to the city where I can just like, but I remember like feeling so like depressed and so like man like it's interesting because I think at SHI like some people viewed me I was like the mayor there like I was I knew everyone and yet I left that company because I was just so comfortable there but I think that was like one of the times where I really found my groove Um, but then it's funny because when I look back at like high school or even middle school or college especially like I was sort of like that everywhere like I knew everyone and I was able to get along with like everything from the choir to drama to the football players to track bowling and newspaper Um, I was a part of you know the Asian culture club and everything right and it was interesting because I realized it's a it was my way of trying to fit in um and I think I'm just being hard on myself because honestly all those moments I did feel connected but for some reason my internal dialogue was like oh like I'm not sure if they like me or not so my whole life was trying to find figure out to like get people to like me but it's interesting because I work at LinkedIn which you know literally the main reason why LinkedIn exists is to connect people right to build relationships so Imposter syndrome is is a bitch. It's crazy. It's, it affects all of us. 
and it affects the people who are typically the most gregarious, right? I think that's why we try to get, you know, like, like I've written a, a thousand handwritten notes, right? And I did that like subconsciously because it's like, well, this will brighten someone's day. So, yeah. Um, and then thirdly, the another big moment for me was like when I went through this coaching program called Landmark and I think like a light bulb switch, like I think that was what finally got out, me out of my imposter syndrome and it definitely still comes up now and then, right? Don't get me wrong, but it was the self-expression leadership program, which is the third program in a coaching self-development program. So that was a, a pivotal moment um, where I just felt like so at home and I felt like so valued and so loved. And yeah, that was huge for me. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. would love to hear your takeaways. Any feedback would be amazing. And yeah, love you guys. Peace.